pre-pandemic, it was pretty simple because we had 17 years of experience or something. And now it is just, it, it is so difficult. Welcome to Greater Lacrosse BizCast, news from the business community. I am your host, Vicki Markison, and joining me is Chris Roderick. He is chef and owner of Piggies and Uno Venti. And obviously, interesting times happening in the restaurant industry, not just downtown, but throughout the community. A part of that is because we just don't have the business travelers back. Yeah, I think the business travelers are a huge part of, uh, we all, we call it a weekday business. You know, a lot of people, Fridays and Saturday nights, that's when they go out because they're working. Every restaurant is is busy on Fridays and Saturdays. During the week, that's where the challenge comes from. We rely heavily on the business travel, especially being downtown. That is a huge part of, uh, of our business, you bet. How much do you think it is down and how do you know it's down? It, even just walking through the dining room, uh, my, my main factor is I would just look at the bar. And the bar uh, would always be packed with business travelers because we're surrounded by hotels. You know, we're probably 30% of where we used to be. I mean, it used to be just packed. Nobody wants to sit by themselves as a business traveler. They would go to the bar and have a conversation with the bartender and have a bite to eat. And we just don't see that uh, as strong as it once was. We also know that Kaplan, Logistics Health, other businesses downtown have moved to remote working. Obviously, that has changed the dynamics of your customers as well. Again, th- for that weekday crowd, how have you adapted your business? Yeah, well, that is that is the tough part. That's the challenge. So since the pandemic, we have not reopened for lunch. And the reason we haven't reopened is exactly what you said. There are so many businesses that are still remote. It, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Do you open for lunch and hope for the best? When pre-pandemic, you had 3,000 people within walking distance of you. That's a, we'll take a chance on that. But right now, it's, uh, we're, we're a little cautious to bring it back. We have been talking about it. We're looking at maybe a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But again, we want to make sure that we're smart. We want to do it right. We want to make sure that we're successful and deliver the product that people are expecting. But even the physical use of your building has changed. A lot of people say, what happened to the upstairs dining? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, when we, when we were shut down, um, that was pretty traumatic. Um, we actually laid off 71 employees. Wow. That was the hardest meeting I've ever had to do. And so then when we were given the green light to slowly begin opening and stuff like that, we were talking and the restaurant business was going to be a challenge uh, as it is, let alone two of them at Uno Vente in there. Now you got three of them. So it's just like, let's think about this. So what we decided to do is renovate the, uh, the lounge downstairs. And then we took a hybrid menu from the upstairs and downstairs and put that in place. And then as we looked at how business was returning in the lounge, and after six months, then we decided to, you know what, let's just revamp the upstairs into meeting rooms or event rooms, whatever you want to call it. And so the thought process behind that is now we can book events. We can book a rehearsal dinner on a Friday night. We can book a bridal shower on a Saturday. We can do anything like that. And so we're there. Now the predictability is there. We know we need two cooks, two servers, and a dishwasher, and that's it. To where if you have a full-blown restaurant, the predictability is gone because you have so many factors that come into play, be it weather, what's going on at the center, what's going on in town, and you have to staff for a busy night. And then if you don't have that busy night, now you're just wasting expenses. And so we decided that we would work smarter, not harder, 
And so we have the one restaurant just going Tuesday through Saturday right now. Trying to predict people walking in the door or whether an event's going to have as many attendees and be able to do that far enough in advance is very challenging. Can you talk about all the pieces that you have to monitor to know how much food to order, how many people to put on? Pre-pandemic, it was pretty simple because we had you know, 17 years of experience or something. And now it is just, it, it is so difficult. I mean, there are Tuesday nights that are, sometimes they are just packed. And then the next Tuesday, there's nothing. And how do you plan for that? And so we are always adjusting. Our menus are still printed in-house on paper so that we can make the changes. You know, you have supply chain issues. Oh, you can't get codfish. Well, how do these places do fish fry when you can't get cod? There was a, a shortage on shrimp. You can't get big shrimp. Scallops are through the roof. You are constantly adjusting, and you're trying to find ways to just, you know, deliver a great product. Again, with, with managing your expenses, that is that is the tough part now. I mean, expenses are murdering people out there. And not only that, but people have their favorites, right? So they know they want to come to a restaurant because they love this dish, and if they can't get it, how do you manage expectations? <laughs> that's that's the tough part. It, it happened to us, and we had uh, a seafood Thermidor. I've had that on the menu when I opened in 2001. Scallops are through the roof. They're like $35 a pound. Shrimp got ridiculous. Lobster. All this stuff got so expensive. And to keep any type of margin, we would have had to have been charging like $55 for this dish. It's just, it's not, it's not worth it because you're not going to sell them and then you're just going to have spoilage. I ended up taking it off. I got a, you know, a few people. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I said, well, stay tuned. Maybe we'll be able to do a feature with it sometime soon. It is a, it is a different animal now. So as you are adapting and changing the use of your space, you were able to help out an entrepreneur. I've had a gentleman that's worked for me off and on for probably the last 10 years, and his passion has always been to open his own place. And uh, it was very difficult to find a location, uh, you know, those types of things that we all are faced with. And one day I just said, you know what? I said, we've got those event rooms upstairs. I said, why don't you just take like the one on the north side and just, you know, set some tables and chairs and just, just do your thing. Just test the waters, see the reaction, and, and go from there. Just get it out of your system and just get going with it. And he's been doing that uh, for probably the last three months um, on Sundays. His place is called Sagra. It's Italian for uh, a festival. And he's rustic Italian, uh, reservations only, one seating Sunday nights right now. He's hoping to expand that. But, uh, yeah, no, Mitch is uh, doing a great job with that, so we're pretty proud of him. And it's, uh, again, I mean, when I was, you know, a long time ago, that was my dream. And so I'm happy to be able to help him out, and he's doing a great job. So you you collect a little bit of rent. That's the win for you. Yep. But for him, he doesn't have to pay for a full kitchen. He does, like, it's ready to go. It is turnkey. He just opens up. He's ready to go. He can test things before he has all of the long-term lease the overhead like how how significant is that as a as someone wanting to open a restaurant well that's i mean that that is huge um and it i mean it it certainly wouldn't have happened pre-covid because the upstairs dining room was rocking and rolling um but you know for him i i think it's great 
um, exposure. His risk is minimal. My risk is minimal because it, you know the space is just there. You know, there's a lot more to to uh, operating a restaurant than just cooking good food, and those are one of the things that he's kind of learning now. It's it's uh, his his saying to me is, "I just want to cook," <laughs> but Mitch, we have to do the numbers, we have to do the payroll, we have to pay the taxes, we have to, <laughs> you know. So it's a it's a great uh, eye opener for him too that there is uh, there's a lot more to it than just cooking food for. Small businesses that are locally owned, their business is their retirement plan. So as you own a building, as you own restaurants, you're starting to think ahead and say, "How? what's the exit plan, right? That's honestly what some people say is you have to start a business and understand what the exit plan is. So you've put your building up for sale. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so we just decided to, uh, to, to list the building, the real estate itself is for sale. Piggies is not. Uno Vente is not. Somebody wanted to come in and maybe do their own thing, then they would have uh, Piggies would then pay rent. Uno Vente would pay rent. Uh, Creative Catering Company uh, in the ballroom and offsite catering would pay rent. And those types of things. It's an awfully cool building. 1871 historic you know maybe someone's got some ideas so we just decided let's let's just put it out there and see what happens and from a purchaser perspective obviously when banks are lending money they love to see that there is income coming in so if there's restaurants that are willing to pay rent it certainly opens up possibilities for someone else using that space yeah yeah Yeah. like you said built in built-in income. Thank you for listening to Greater Lacrosse BizCast, news from the business community. I'm Vicki Markison. We'll see you next time.